The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I know you'll be alright, even when times get hard, and you feel like you're in the dark. You will see just how beautiful life can be when you soften your heart. You can finally start to live your truthiest life. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Truthiest Life. It's your host, Lisa Haim, and it is a weird week here in New York and the East Coast. We've got the Canada wildfires, which have cast a large amount of smoke into our air, making yesterday one of the scariest days of my life. We couldn't go outside. I The air quality inside of my home was poor, and before I even really realized it, I was in a state of panic and not obvious panic. I didn't look like somebody that was having a panic attack. My nervous system shifted gears and all I could think about was survival. Uh, I kind of had my blinders on to everything else in life and I was just thinking, how can I protect my baby and keep us safe when the air that we breathe is compromised? It was a scary day for, I think, a lot of us. And as I make my way out of that mindset, I'm noticing today, one day later, that there's an imprint left on my body. My nervous system doesn't just wake up the next day and everything's fine. There's like a residue left of ickiness and fear. And to be honest, when I'm in those states of nervous system dysregulation, or even today, ickiness, I resist my tools to come back to home the most. I think that we all get in our way, right? The most in our those moments when we need it most. And in listening back to this conversation you're about to hear with Jessica Stone, I'm reminded of why it's so important to have an active practice of working with your tools. It's not just about being able to meditate or in her, you know, what she does is tarot reading or knowing your boundaries or anything like that. It's about how to utilize those tools of self-protection, self-preservation in the moments when it's the hardest. And as somebody who practices a lot, I just want to admit that it's hard for me and remind myself and all of you that the practice is most important so that we keep coming back, right? Like on the good days, we come to our mat or whatever practice it is of that day to refine ourselves, knowing that on a day when we don't want to show up, we follow the same path. It's already carved out. All we have to do is put one foot in front of the other, so to speak. Anyway, since you are a Truthiest Life listener, you probably know this, but I wanted to take a second to really talk about what my purpose here is with The Truthiest Life. I feel like the last couple of episodes have really illuminated where my heart and soul is when it comes to healing. I was talking to a friend about it who loved our episode with Natalia Rachel, the therapist, and she was saying that what she loves about The Truthiest Life and me is that I'm really open-minded to 
conventional and unconventional modalities of healing. And I think that that's like definitely true from a mind, body, spirit approach. I have a very open mind to trying things. And I recognize that it takes different modalities to get through to us at different stages of our life. And I hope that this podcast inspires you or educates, not inspires you, educates you on things that you don't know about and gets you perhaps interested in something that could radically change your life. It just takes one entry point into mindfulness, whatever that entry point is. My yoga teacher, Tracy Toomey McQuaid, always says yoga is just one entry point into mindfulness. But there's so many other entry points. And it just takes finding that one to open the door and unlock some of that magic within you. So this episode with Jessica Stone, she's my personal tarot card reader. Um, She is a spiritual divine being, mother, entrepreneur. And she's the person that I call on in moments when I'm feeling like really confused. At the same time, I go to talk therapy every week, but I call on this type of work when I need to drop a little bit more into my subconscious and find clarity into self. A couple years ago, I didn't even know what tarot was. I met Jess. I thought that it was quackery or more in line with psychic reading. It, first of all, I love psychic reading, but it is not. It's, Tarot is a beautiful way to either be led or lead yourself a little bit more deeply into your subconscious so that you can live a more authentic or truthiest life. So Jess is absolute magic and she is out there for lack of a better word. She has channels, she channels and speaks to spirit guides. And you can tell when she talks, it's coming from a real genuine place. She is truly living her life from her soul. And on that note, at the end of our conversation, she talks about her new course where She is creating such a beautiful and important offering. Soul Led Life is her new course that will open for registration in the end of June of this month. I'm going to put all the information below to join the wait list so you'll be the first to know. But in this course, she's giving so much. You're going to learn how to heal old wounds and trauma, how to set clear boundaries, avoid people pleasing, learn your archetype, communicate with your spirit guides if that speaks to you, discover and live out your purpose and learn to work with your body's energy systems. That really speaks to me. Learn how to read the signs, stories, and roadmaps of your day-to-day life, how to receive support from guides and the universe, simple meditations to ground your energy, understanding your chakras, introduction to intuition, and more. So like I said, Jess is somebody that is awesome and has so many tools and walks the walk. You guys know I've said this like a million times on this podcast. It's the people out there that are not just talking the talk, but they're walking the walk and have been doing so for not just a few years, but decades, their entire lives. They are so steeped in wisdom. And when they offer the ability to learn from them, that's when we grab it. So I'll put that information below. I hope you love this conversation and please keep an open mind if we are talking about things that you might not necessarily believe in or are just simply out there for where you sit right now. I hope that this airlifts and we all go back to breathing beautiful oxygen without having to worry. Have a great week, everybody. Hey, Jess, welcome to The Truthiest Life. Hello, how are you? I'm so excited to be here with you. I just posted on my stories that I'm interviewing today, and I've had an influx of people that are so excited, some of which found you through me years ago. But the best part is they're like, she's my favorite person, and I found her through you. And I was like, yes, that is what it's about, sharing your gifts with the world. You know what's crazy is anyone that has said like, hey, I found you through Lisa have been the most high quality, genuine good. Like the people (laughs) that are in your orbit, they're solid and, you know, they're not, they're not messing around. They're like living life to the fullest. And I'm like every single person I'm like, I can think of them all right now. So if they're listening, I'm like, I read, I know who you are and like just good people that really love you. And yeah. So thank you for sharing that love. (laughs) Well, I just loved it because it was like, I liked you, Lisa, but now I like Jess more. And I was like, you know what? That's for the, (laughs) that's for the greater good because You truly do have gifts. And just to speak to the audience and everybody, I really am so lucky that I have such a core group of great people. I totally feel that. And thank you for reminding me of how special they are. And I think what I love is like, as I've gotten older, I've gotten less good at the internet. 
And so yeah. like my inability to go viral actually keeps me rooted in like real people that have been with me through the years. So they're not just like finding whatever. Anyway, it was tangential, yeah. but I just wanted to say that these people are deaf. You are all listeners. You are you are the real deal. Okay. So finding you was also magical and by way of Taylor, who created Camp Conscious a couple of years ago, four years ago, actually. Yeah, I know. I feel like time's flown by. So I was like weirdly on that trip. I wasn't supposed to be. And then I got on it and I was on as a quote unquote creator and you were there as talent. And I had never seen you before, but the second you sat down and did readings with us, you completely shifted my mindset about tarot. I always say it's tarot, not tarot, right? Yeah, it's tarot, Tara. It's, uh, you know, I feel like say it however, because you just want it to stick because I think people try, you know, like with anything, I'm like, what feels good and natural, but I call it tarot. Oh, you do? Yeah, but it's like a, you know, so it's like, I whenever say like tarot, I'm like, I feel like too elevated. So I'm like, you know, it's tarot. (laughs) Okay, got it. That's why I've been calling it tarot all these years. And everyone's like, no, it's tarot. And I'm like, I feel like I should know that because I'm a little familiar with it at this point. But no, tarot here. I like that. Yeah. So yeah, you came up, we we started Camp Conscious with tarot card pulls. And prior to that, I was unfamiliar with tarot in general. And I was kind of like, this is kind of gimmicky and stupid, you know. And then (laughs) wham, bam, I pulled the card. You read back its meaning to me. And I was like, wow, well, this is not stupid at all. (laughs) You know, I think it gets a bad rap to a certain extent. I think there's a lot of 80s movies um, that kind of sent it to a weird place and you know tarot actually started in the church which is fascinating so just as a lot of you know a lot of historical things have happened you know church and war and all these like polarizing sides you know i think it got kind of tossed in that whole place and um the actual practice of it is absolutely so beneficial and so empowering and really like i guess the kind of logistics of it is you're taking your intuition which every single one of us have you know that that feminine energy that knowing that you do not have to be a professional tarot reader energy worker to do so you just simply have that feeling and allowing yourself to go deeper with it and feel it and take the time to actually be present with it. And I think that's the biggest thing with intuition is we all have it. We just are too busy, ignore it, or have 10 things piled up or external, you know, voices, opinions, mixing it all up. So just the practice of allowing yourself to have that sacred time with your intuition and what you're feeling and also thinking because Tara also activates our more masculine side, which is the action. You know, it's the feminine I feel, And then when you pull tarot, it's the action. What is my brain thinking with this? What does it want to do with this intuition? And that's the place where with tarot, you can kind of be like, ooh, I like the choices I'm making or no, I think I want to shift it. It's not about telling your future or being locked in. We completely create our future every single second. So just allowing that process to take place. Mm. Yeah, so you totally shifted my mindset around tarot, what it is, how it's used. And like you said, like how to put it into action. It's not actually about, you know, future predictions about what's going to happen into your life, but it provides like a mirror as to where you're at and then how do I feel? So even if it's just like a stop sign to check in with self, I have found it with you to be incredibly healing and directive, more than healing, helpful uh, in times when I... often you can tell your future when you start seeing your past and present, you're like, oh, I create a pattern. Let me look at this deeper and let me slowly navigate it to new places. Yes, yes, yes. So I have called on Jess in moments of extreme uncertainty and I'm, I'm pretty due for a session now. We had to cancel one yeah. a few months back. So we will be doing that um, hopefully soon if I can get into your busy schedule. But before this session, I sat down with my journal that I wrote in when I was pregnant. So it was two years ago and pregnancy, you know, and many other stages of life. But pregnancy for me was a highly emotional state. And when you said like there are voices in your head or whatever it is, like just being emotional gets in the way of clarity. 
So for me, even though I had this amazing thing going on in my body and I was so connected to it, there was a level of noise because I felt distraught a lot of the times. So anyway, I just wanted to read really quickly for anybody who's like, I don't get it. How does this work? How spot on Jess is and why you should book your session today. (laughs) Okay, so just on the topic of pregnancy, we, you know, we pulled cards for different things for my work, for my relationship, for pregnancy, for my baby's health, all of that. And two things stood out. One about her energy. You literally said, good luck sleeping. And (laughs) I know like you think like all babies don't sleep, but particularly this one really rocked me. So you were spot on there. And then with pregnancy, you had said labor will be energy forward, uh, favorable for a home birth, which ended up being extra, extra true. So yeah, you are just so tapped into me when you are reading. Is that right? Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And it's really a level of, you know, it's, it's, it's a level of intimacy. So, you know, in any other act we are creating intimately, it takes two people. So I feel like we're getting to a time and place in life where, you know, people are showing up for energy work or self-development. So I have found in the last few years, and maybe it has come with people's trust of me becoming more well-known or something, but when two people show up intimately, you share energy. And I know we've all had those moments in different areas, whether it's relationships or a deep connection with a family member. But when you are there, you can read the whole, well, maybe not everyone. I can read. <laughs> I can read the whole blanket of existence. And in that place, like miracles and connection happen so profoundly. Mm. Well, I'm so glad that work has taken off for you. I see that every day. I want to go back to when we met because there is a distinct difference in you then versus now. And it's only four years or so since we we met in person. So like I said, I met Jess and she was a blank slate to me. I'd never met her before. I'd never heard of her before. I just saw this like beautiful woman, very California vibes. And my immediate like take on you was like, you must be a single, no kids woman living in California, surfs all day, has very little like obligations, but is very just like tapped into energy work. And then obviously I started talking to you and following you to find out that you are a mother and you have older-ish kids, older than just babies. But your energy is and was very free. And it it still is, even though your work, I, I believe, has like kicked up a bunch of notches since then. What does it feel like to hear me say that like you felt like such like a free, single, you know, non-mother in that moment? You know, I hear that a lot, which is fascinating to me because again, like I, my, like who I am is a mom. Does that make sense? But, and everything I do outside of it is supports her. But, you know, I think with really all this work I do on connecting to self and going through the phases of having kids you have the ability to either, you know, let it kind of consume you or let it completely free you where you're like, wow, I have limited time. I was even, I don't know if you saw my Instagram, but I was literally at school drop off about 15 minutes ago, like looking like a hot mess and it changes time. You can actually change it where you're like, you know, when we have all the free time in the world, how we kind of get locked up and just not, um, we get spun, not doing anything. Oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. When you, when kids take place, it's like, I actually don't have time. What is my priority? What feels good? And I can only do what feels good because these people need me. And so I have found complete freedom in being a parent because I am so clear on where I spend my time and energy outside of it. And with that, I was like, I only want to put good in this world. I only want to put energy back into it when I'm not focus here because there is so limited time. It makes you appreciate time more. Mm. I hope that was okay that I said you didn't feel like a mother. I feel like the the listener might get that a little bit tangled, but no, I, like I said, I hear all the time. Then when like I'm at school, like, and then people like look at my Instagram and I'm like, Oh, like, <laughs> hi, like, don't mind that. Don't mind that photo or me talking to the other side, but like, Hey, how's that PTA meeting? <laughs> you know, duality, but both sides are equally true. And again, I think that's the thing of, um, 
you know, really tapping into self is like all versions of you can be completely alive and true. One doesn't have to leave for the other and allowing that again, that freedom to expand further and further, but it takes getting to know again, yourself that sometimes it takes large events like having kids or, you know, some other big experience to say, Hey, I'm ready to like look in there. Mm. There's like this youthfulness about you and it's not in the way that you look, even though you do look energized and all of that, they're just something about you feels so young in the sense of free. Like that's, that's the word I keep coming back to for you. And I'm just kind of curious as a newer mother, if there was ever a moment that you felt like tethered by having children or um, more restricted, or have you always stayed in a state of flow? No, you know, so my kids are 12 and 10 this summer. And so they are older. I struggled so hard. I was when they were little so hard, you know, the toddler age, really the baby age. I was so confused. I was like, what is this? (laughs) I felt very alone during that time. You know, I I was alone during a lot of it. And, you know, I've always done energy work since I was a kid and this other side work, but never as like a career. And it literally saved me from completely getting swallowed by parenthood because it was so difficult. And, you know, you don't have your life. You, you know, everyone has a different experience with toddlers or babies, but you change. Literally the version of you, the maiden, you know, leaves and you become the mother and it's like, who is it? So you have to relearn. And I'm sure you're in it right now. I'm, I'm in <laughs> it. Like, yeah. Am I? And then, you know, honestly, it, it once I kind of freed myself of actually becoming myself still, it's the easiest job in the world. And I will say that. Mm. And they're a little bit older and can cook their own breakfast and like, you know, they shower on their own. So there's a few other factors that go with it. I hear you on that. But again, I think it's just like this state of flow and daily practices that you do that I want to kind of get into that I think allow you to have this relationship with them, with time, with motherhood that, you know, we, we have different relationships to those things and enter what I I'm calling recently, um, lately, like dimensions. Like I find myself in different dimensions in different times. And I'm like, okay, well, if I'm in the dimension I don't like right now, like, you know, it feels very like reality, but you're over here in this other dimension. And so somehow I got to climb back in. Yeah. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, to live and die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so it has been really exciting to recently watch you show up online professionally as a mother. I am not on social media a lot, and for whatever reason, I get little servings of you, but I'm feeling like a huge shift, definitely from when we first met four years ago, but it feels even like more acute than that. It feels like something in the last year maybe like changed in you. Is there something that happened because you're leveling up, you're working hard, but you're working hard in this way that feels in such beautiful flow? Did something happen? Am I, am I off on this? You know, like, oh, a couple of years ago, I, um, you know, I was definitely in the, you know, flashback to probably when we met, I was a single mom working hard, you know, just really like it was hard work of something I love to do. So creating and establishing a foundation of business and that started working and it felt good. And it was, it was, let's call it like my inner child or my old self being like, I can do this myself. I can work hard. I can like push. And, um, she started to heal. That's the best way. Does that make sense? Those places started to no longer exist. You know, those stories I had in my head, the, the, I started seeing, you know, there's only so long you can tell yourself something, but when you look around, it's a completely different reality. And I think we get stuck in, you know, these past dimensions. (laughs) We're like, wait, I'm not even in that room. Why do I keep on bringing myself back there? And I couldn't, you know, I wake up every day. I meditate. I, I do practice it all day. I'm in meditation for hours usually with clients. Um, and so I am in these altered states where you have to like check in and there was no room for those old dimensions is the best way to describe it. And I think we can function very hard in those and be like, you know, kind of the broken person going forward. And it's not that I fixed myself. It's like, I absolutely love this broken, mediocre, perfect, disastrous human. It's perfect the way it is. And instead of trying to heal it, fix it, I just found such self-acceptance that was I think the healing point where it was all good after that it was beautiful and just went forward going I think we can do whatever we want here on this earth so what do I want to do and I just started making these micro adjustments you know and changing my reality into a dream situation instead of uh, I have to do this or you know again like old dimensions. I'm using your line because I'm like, that's such a beautiful way to describe Mm -hmm. it. People think you have to like, you know, know physics, how to move between dimensions. It's not, it's Mm -hmm. all here Mm -hmm. in this moment. I think I freed myself. Maybe what people felt on the external, I couldn't see. And once I freed myself of you are perfect the way you are. And again, not perfect, but uh, existing in a thing of complete self-love and understanding and loyalty to in here, mm. everything changed external because it doesn't matter what the external is doing because it's solid here. A moment ago, you referred to self as she instead of I very naturally. I'm just curious why you think you did that. I don't, I don't think it was a conscious decision. 
she is my human, right? It's where it's my home. And I definitely found a new level of love in my home. I got sick a couple of years ago too. And that made me realize like, oh, I should really love this home and take care of it. So, um, you know, she's my home. My viewpoint is from my soul. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I, this is my home. I take care of it. She has emotions and opinions and moods and I love her to death. Mm. She's rowdy, mischievous, but who takes care of her is my soul. Interesting. So there's like a more grandmothery place from within yeah. caretaker that takes care of your physical body and yeah, who her mind. and your life form here right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that actually in that time frame, I had a moment in the shower where, you know, I kept on seeing reality, but I didn't want to break. I was in my, you know, we'll call it our human, which is, you know, part of the animal world, I guess. I don't know. But she was trying to, have you ever seen a horse like break when they like tame a wild horse Mm -hmm. and she was fighting me, fighting me. And I literally was all of a sudden seeing my existence through my soul's eyes And like, she was fighting, wanting to kick. And I kept on going closer and closer to her. Like, I've got you, I've got you. And I was like breathing, like, like very primal. Mm -hmm. And it was like watching this from my soul's eyes. And then she finally just broke and gave in to me. And again, that was now talking about like, that was a key moment in it where I was like, whoa. And I switched over. And so I would say I am different now. Like mm. there is an actual difference where my perspective is coming from a different place. Mm. And how has that changed your professional work? It has become very easy and fun and playful and no worries. Because again, when you're like in purpose, whatever that purpose is, whether you're like, I want to hang with my friends, that's my purpose today. And we, our purposes shift throughout the days and years. Um, but my soul's purpose, she is living completely. And that is to allow the freedom, the safe place to play with this energy body that it's pretty much in every which way catching up where, oh, turns out we are energy as well. So just allowing that to play freely. I love that. And I see that and I feel that. And I'm, I'm very proud of you. You mentioned that you practiced energy work as a kid. I think that yeah. a lot of energy workers, Reiki masters, um, tarot readers, any type of healer, psychologist, like anybody that I know oftentimes becomes a healer because they've healed themselves and they didn't have access to these things. But you say that energy work has has been with you since you were a kid. So how did you grow up? Because it's quite different than me and I think a lot of our listeners. Yeah, I mean, and I find I find a lot of people that were like, well, when I was little, I was able to connect or would see stuff, feel stuff. Was that my imagination? Imagination is true. So always remember that is like anything. So get used to using your imagination in the correct way. Um, but when we are kids, we, you know, before our root chakra, which is zero to seven years old, that is where we find our tribe. That is where we lock into more of like, who am I socioeconomically? Who am I in, you know, my family unit? Who am I in this world? So we're locking in who our human character is before that it's freestyle. It's like, I don't know what I am. So you are still connecting to the other side. You still relate to, you can see other dimensions because you haven't locked in. This is who I have to be. This is my character. This is my archetype. You know, so for a lot of people, they have experiences. A lot of children are able to see more than, you know, what we see. I'm sure your little one is experiencing way more than how you just look. You know, she's probably experiencing every essence of your being truly. And so as a child, I, you know, I, I call it like a backwards ghost. I, I have memories before I came here. I was a C-section baby. There's a theory that, you know, when you're a C-section baby, and I think this is just an added piece to it, the, and I'm probably going to say this wrong, but there's a chemical release of when you go through the vaginal mm-hmm. canal that um, Oxytocin, doesn't think. happen. Yeah. With C-section babies. And so I think, and I think it, my theory of when I channeled, they say it kind of like allows like a place of, you know, a rite of passage or a ceremony here and a chemical amnesia to a certain extent. So I think that mixed with 
um, whatever my soul's purpose was, I picked a perfect storm for a human (laughs) to uh, be able to connect to the other side. So when I was little, I would see auras of other dimensions. You know, I was just one of those strange kids. It wasn't a big deal. We grew up, uh, you know, again, I grew up in Texas where religion was a huge thing. And um, I think that actually fostered that comfort level of it's okay to have a spiritual experience instead of like, oh, this is weird. So it was just always kind of there. I met the guide group that I work with to this day when I was about 12 years old, learned how to do basic channeling. And, you know, I grew up in a very traumatic on paper upbringing. And uh, I do think it was a way to escape it. It was a way to I'll stay in altered states so I don't have to be in this state. So I got really good at it as a child. And it was just part of my practice all the way up until life kind of pulled it into a work sense, mm-hmm. you know, six years ago. Your family life was traumatic. Is that what you mean? Yes. I I think I was driving the other day and I was like, I'm so freaking lucky to have my dad and my mom. You know, it's like, but as a, on paper, it was abuse. It was, you know, I remember running away to a women's shelter at night and we had like, as a family, um, restraining orders, um, you know, my mom not knowing, uh, I think what to do with children. So I became the parent to like five kids with her, you know, so just the typical story of maybe that type of world. But again, I can't find, and this is where kind of the healing took place is I can't find any sort of pain in it anymore. It's such a blessing. Mm -hmm. And that took 20 years, by the way, that's not like yeah, having five siblings too. I feel like maybe like you you've been mothering far longer than just your eight and twelve year old. So that yeah, I definitely feel like there's like a theme there that I was like, oh, I get it. Yes, but it, it's funny because you've got this like nurturing mothering being, but at the same time this like forever young energy, which is very interesting because it's not like old soul. I'm not getting like that, but no. I definitely feel like I'm a very young soul. Yes. I didn't realize the rules here yet. <laughs> yes, yes, that is really well put. Okay, I love that. So you brought up the word channeling, and it's something that I'm a little bit familiar with and definitely try and follow along when you're talking about it. But for me and some of our listeners, it might be a, a foreign concept. So especially having like a group, what is a guide group yeah. and what is channeling? Yeah, so channeling, we all are channels. So I want you to see it as like, uh, we're all a radio station. We are constantly channeling. So again, going back into that root chakra of I'm channeling what my parents told me I should be. I'm channeling what my teachers said. Uh, society says we should brush our hair. I'm brushing my hair. TikTok right now says we should do, you know, a loose wave, whatever. <laughs> we are channeling that through our essence, right? So there's collective channels. Those imagine it streams, like how whales, you know, swim along and they're different little places. Um, There's different streams. So we have large streams here on earth. We are white females in America. True. So that's a large stream that we swim in. We share that energy with, you know, that whole existence. And so there's nothing wrong with all these channels we are, I guess, channeling through us. But there's also this place of there's an individual channel for all of us, meaning an individual radio station that you can find that is only yours. And when you do that, you start tapping into higher channels. So let's take it further. There's all the channels that exist outside of the dimension we're in the, you know, earth frequency, and that's more energetic state. And so there we have helped just as much. We have other lives we were in. We have memories, we have friends, we have such support from things outside of this human experience. And imagine it like, We can see our whole life through a little tube. I see you and this computer. It's true. It's not not true. But when we learn to expand our channels, oh, there's a cabinet right there. Oh, there's some candles. Oh, there's a friend. Hey, what's up? Does that make sense? So it doesn't make anything untrue. It just makes things bigger and truer. So when you tap into higher channels, you can tap into so much and you can find your individual frequency there. And you can tap into beyond what you see, like you kind of gave examples of, you know, cabinet, you know, things that are directly in your room, but 
essentially when you channel, you go to places that are not necessarily physically around you? Yeah. And where my guides describe it is bright earth. They call it heaven. It's where we exist outside of here. And technically we're all there right now. We are just, just as when people listen to this, this will be a memory. We don't exist. So it's going to be a old essence of us technically, Mm -hmm. right? But our essence is still true. We're here. Mm. We are projecting this sensation down to here. And so um, you just get a clear signal on that. For years, I've been, you know, watching you talk about channeling, and it's still a very foreign concept to me. So I always tune in a little extra more when you're talking about it, because I want to I want to get it, I want to understand. And so much of your audience seems to understand what you're talking about already. So there's a little bit of like catch up going on when you go to your page for me. But for years. And I mean, it's good to know that's good feedback for me, at least. I mean, maybe I could you're so I'm like, Oh, my God, you are so intuitive and special. I'm like, okay, wait, if this intuitive, special, (laughs) lovely human doesn't get it, I should probably learn to explain better. No, it's, I guess it's just an element of intuition, spirituality, just like tarot was, you know, foreign to me until I met you. So is channeling and using our minds to go to places that we can't physically see. I love it. I'm interested. I, but yeah, it feels a little intangible for me in my current practice. But anyway, when you're channeling, you're often referring to the, the, I I read it as Anna's A-N-A. Yeah. Oh, that's Anna. No, she's from the future. Okay. HR. (laughs) We can talk about her. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for god to give you your next step and you don't know what it is yet you need god to show you your next step Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of times you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. 
Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. HR is my guide group. They made up that name because I was like, I have to name you guys at some point because it's just light beings. And they're like, HR. And I was like, oh, like HR, like human resources. And they're like, no, like higher resource. And it just kind of stuck. And it was like a joke that they gave. Wait, and I was like, all right, guys. And when you say, when you say like your guide group back at home, are those people or this is just like. Usually where we meet up is in a classroom and they have TAs that sometimes help out. Oh, wow. They have, they main. so I, I mainly work with, we'll call it like a university of there. Maybe it's a city college, who knows, but it's an existence outside of there where they're also learning and growing as support system. And so it's always a, you know, symbiotic experience. Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. So go back okay, to HR on. and Anna. <laughs> so that's the only guide group I work with besides uh, people's guides. So if we are doing a session and when we've done that, I'm either tapping into, uh, it looks like coding all around you. And this isn't something I do unless I'm in, I can tell how I tell you all how to channel better if, you know, people want help, but it's a coding all around us. So that's where you can pull from it and kind of tap into future stuff because you can see what's coming, but you have free will to change it. Or I'm working with your guides, which could be a variety of guides coming in at that time. But HR is the guide group I work with that I've always just worked with. It's the easiest place. They reside in like the sixth, seventh dimension where most of us are from. And then there's Anna, who you're referring to, which was by accident and she's from the future and it's always a trip. So where do you access Anna when you meditate? I have to tap into that. It's like knowing how to turn a dial got it and tap into it and her dial and why I kind of got refascinated with her because years ago she was like I'm part AI she's from like 600 years in the future and I was like okay you're part AI I don't get it and like you know she was explaining how her phone is like right here not her phone but like her and I was like this doesn't you know I'm like this is so kooky I'm like I'm such a kook what am I doing and then this whole boom of like AI you know chat GPT has like came about where I was like ooh <laughs> I get it now where does this end and begin? And so I started recently tapping back into her. But when I tap into that energy line, it, it feels like talking on a walkie talkie to where when I'm working with guides, it's like the most beautiful, warm hug coming mm. in. It's so lovely. Mm. So let's talk about Anna a little bit more, because I think we all want to know about the future. Like what's going on in the future? Why she contacted me was she was trying, she's working on a research paper of the beginning of unity consciousness. And I was like, what is that? And she's like, uh, I'm doing a thesis on unity consciousness, something that exists now. And uh, in the future, apparently we're going to be able to tap in and out of past and present. Wow. But she's like, I wanted to like try to go far back. So I had to use someone who's a channel. So I connected into you. And so she was asking like, just kind of like, how's it there? So I was like, how's it there? Um <laughs> And she's explaining, this is the fascinating part, probably the biggest takeaway beyond like, I think she lives in Utah. I know we still have oceans. We still don't take care of the ocean. Like, <laughs> minor. She's in Aries, you know? <laughs> she was explaining that unity consciousness is this thing that just exists as much as true as, you know, okay, we are Americans. That in the future, ego is something that they've learned just like something else we would have of you know, like any other, I guess, personality disorder, you start to be able to identify it and work toward unity consciousness. And at first I was like, that's so beautiful. That's amazing. But it was fascinating because as the channeling was going on, I could tell myself getting like, and I think it was my ego getting really uncomfortable and like fussy about it. And, you know, she was explaining that it pops up randomly and we as a collective take care of it, but we see each other truly as one, truly mm. as one. You know that thing of we're all one and we're like, yeah, I get it. But yeah, like, yeah. it doesn't resonate. Totally. We're able to get there in the future. But there's the people, the naturalists or whatever she was calling them that don't participate in the AI half human world, but there's nothing wrong with them. There's no battle going on. It's just like complete love to them as well. Everyone can truly be whoever they want and choose that, but they're choosing unity consciousness. And when she was going through it, I was like, my ego was like, getting disturbed. And I was like, 
oh, I don't know if I want to be as one, mm-hmm. work as one. Mm-hmm. I like my butthead <laughs> self. You know, does that make sense? So I don't know. I like every time I channel with her, I'm always like, what the heck? So this is 600 years to go till this happens. Yeah. But then she was explaining that we still don't have it aligned with earth and animal. Like we still see ourselves separate from that. Cause I was like, she was like, Oh, well the ocean's still dirty because something we've achieved as self. That is a truth. We haven't kind of fully landed on it. So there's, you know, so that's what I've got from her. Interesting. Okay. Got oh, interesting. I'm like, I feel like this is such a freak show. So no judgment, everybody. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, if you're if you're still here, we know that even if you're judging, there's a part of you that was intrigued and a part of you that believes it and a part of you that doesn't want to believe it because of ego, because of, you know, all that stuff. So anyway, keep opening your minds. Keep opening your minds. I like how you said everything in your imagination is true. But what struck me about it is you've recently said online something else that struck me, which kind of goes against it, which is manifestation is a little BS. I don't know if that was your wording or not, but how can imagination be true yet manifestation be BS in your opinion? Let's get into that because, and I think manifestation is, I I think it was manifestation, don't do it Mm. or it doesn't work. And I'll explain that in a second because those are more like buzzwords for the actual like, you know, sensation behind it. But um, imagination, like everything we imagine, it's, it's a dimension in itself. It doesn't have, you know, like atoms squished together, but our imagination is a place that exists out there and it equally has life and equally is true. So, you know, imagination, use it, play with it. When you have your imagination, realize the power of it where that place exists out there and you can pull that energy into this dimension, into this world. So let's go into manifestation though. And why I say manifestation, don't do it is that's more or less of kind of where I feel like manifestation has landed. I manifested, I manifested like this latte. (laughs) So energetically, it feels like it's getting cheaper. Does Mm. that make sense? Creation uh, manifestation, there's energy lines that we pull from imagination into this universe, right? These really powerful, thick, beautiful, healthy energy lines. And manifestation, I think, was, whoa, we have the power to create. This is beautiful. And we've kind of taken it into this place of manifesting your favorite latte or manifesting. Does that make sense? And so, I mean, and this is like a umbrella statement that is not the hard black and white truth. But I hope you get what I'm saying when I say manifestation has become like, we had that amazing superpower and everyone's just kind of bringing it into junk, Mm. you know? I love when you said like cheapened it because I think that's like a really great word to, it's being thrown around. It's being thrown around without not truly understanding it. So, and, and that's doing it a disservice. Yeah. And it's okay to manifest a latte. It's okay to manifest like, again, manifest and not being hung up. I don't, there's just so much. So anytime we speak something, anytime we exist in something, it becomes true. So energetically, the stream of manifestation that even like eight years ago felt much richer has gotten watered down. It's like a beautiful peach. There's nothing wrong with a peach, but it's become a canned peach. And there's nothing wrong with a canned peach either. It's just why if someone's like, oh, I really want to call in a beautiful life or I really want to call in feeling good in here or kind of knowing what the heck I'm doing, there's better ways to go about it now to not borrow from the canned peach energy. There's still beautiful essence, your own essence that no one ever can. And so really talking about that more, mm. and that's kind of, again, I know we're going to talk about my course, but that's kind of where we get to is understanding your own frequency and not having to borrow off the manifestation thing. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's gotten thinner is the best way to describe it. Mm. Okay. Got it. So actually, I think that's a, a perfect segue into your course because this is an incredible offering. So Soul Led Life, what can you tell us about it? So I created this course for basically, you know, as far as sessions, I gratefully and thankfully am, you know, booked out a lot. And I was like, well, what teachings can I provide? There's a theme that goes across the board when people, I guess, and myself find each other. And it's this thing of, I'm ready to go deeper. Um, I'm ready to check in. 
I'm ready to drop in into self. And so um, basically just taking all the teachings that I've worked with my guides with, putting it into it, the basics of how to channel for yourself and um, really for the place of speaking of manifestation, stepping out of manifestation, like manifesting a life and going into complete purpose. Purpose has such a rich frequency. And when you land in it and you're in it, the fuel that it gives into your life, the miracles that take place in that sixth sense energy is immeasurable. So really just teaching people how to drop into purpose instead of manifestation and in that place, finding your own. And then there's just tons on integration because I think we're all of us fall out of practices when we fall out of practice (laughs) and we're like, yes, I know everyone here has had an aha moment. And then you're like a month later, like, dang it, what happened? So integration piece of consistency, we have to be a human. We are in this dimension. We can't, you know, just be, fully, you know, spiritual beings all the time. We have to learn how to participate in this world in our truest sense, what feels good. So just allowing that. And then, um, you know, we have accountability groups or again, just finding community, finding the safe place to talk about these things or just be in it or play or be like, this is silly. Okay. Let's talk about it anyway. Who would you say this course is for besides for everybody? Obviously everyone could benefit if they're going to really do this work, but like, who will this land with right now? Anybody who's listening, anybody who has that ping right now, that ping, that is intuition. So when something pings us, we go, let's go further. And if you start existing your whole life of following the breadcrumbs and the dots, then again, you really find your flow. You find that peaceful place. So if you pinged, I would say that, you know, I mean, you could from all walks of life, you could be a mother, you could be someone just starting out in a career, you could be, you know, someone who is in the sunset season of their life, just winding things down where you're just like, wait, I feel this going further. And I know that sounds a little bit esoteric, but no, if you get the ping to do it, that is what this course is about is listening to those pings and arriving to them further. Wow. I I love it because it's like very vague and out there, but like you're not trying to be out there. You just are out there in another dimension. So talking to to us earthlings is a hard thing. (laughs) You're like, earthlings, stop thinking so much. Just feel. You know, it's for the person that got the pain. Did you get a pain? Who is you? And in the moment, any of you guys get a ping and then your brain's going to go, no, that was your stomach gurgling. Oh my God. Oh my my God. So if you're having those adverse reactions that this course is for for you you because (laughs) the voices don't stop the like hard on yourself never stops there's no way to not have the dialogue in your head it's cruising within it knowing your steady place so deeply as those voices come along you're like hey hey and i'm going forward you know i think this course is for me is what i'm learning because integration has been my word for almost a year now that keeps coming up for me and I step into it. And then, like you said, I fall out of it because it's really hard in my life, at least to stay in it. The practices that keep me in it, I oftentimes have to like do very separate from my normal life. Yeah. So like what will specifically be learned? Can you share any specifics? So as far as like the integration part, and then we'll work backwards because that's kind of the Mm -hmm. more second part of the course, it's, it's about like, okay, I don't have time to sit and meditate or go make an, you know, go make a feather crown and, you know, put my feet on the ground. This is learning those different places of integration within everything we do. Because again, I'm a mom, a business owner, you know, I'm, I'm many roles where you learn that integration and what you're doing, your purpose, rather than having to if I do this, it works because when we do things and the energy is not there, it doesn't have the same, no. you know, resonance on it. So true. Yeah. It's, I mean, yes, that's definitely um, a thing yeah. I found in my life when my energy, that's one of the reasons I have never been able to be successful quote unquote with Instagram. Like I really envy people that plan their content and do it in such a beautiful professional way that it's sustainable to them and they've got a flow. But like if I ever plan something and I post it like a month, a week later, like it falls flat, whether it's a recipe or something from my heart, like nobody cares. But if I post it from that moment, impact. 
Yes, because the energy is alive. So there's an endless source of energy that lives inside of you and intelligence that cannot be taken away. And so the course is really about just sitting in that place constantly. And again, you do not have to be a channel or a tarot reader. This can be, I, you know, I am just even a stay at home mom Mm. and works for me. So this course begins when? Pre-sale is June 28th through the 1st. It is basically $300 off and it's $575 instead of $875. The course is, we already filmed it. I think it's like six to eight hours, a whole manual with it, the accountability group. So as far as value, it's incredible. But I wanted to do the pre-sell then because we actually launch it. I mean, you can view it the beginning of September because I'm a mom and I go off during the summer. I like to know what I'm going to learn in the fall. Mm-hmm. You know, I go through seasons and energetically, even the fall is when we ground down. So I didn't want to hard launch it in the summer because I wanted people one, the first time I ever did any training in energy work, I had to be on the slowest payment plan. I couldn't afford something that completely changed my life, but I had that ping. Mm. And so I also wanted to never have anybody not be able to do something, but also honor my time and my energy I'm putting into it. So in June, there's an amazing payment plan to get you there in an easy way. So again, paying forward what was given to me to change my life. And yeah, then you just know your fall plans. Awesome. And then you're like, I'm going back this. So it's it's back, back to, school to school in September, but you need to register for school <laughs> and know your plan. So that's kind of basically why I did that. So it launches September 7th, the actual where you can access it. And then our accountability groups, live calls with me doing our thing uh, right out through the rest of the year. So Right. So it's a, it's a long-term school. Yeah. And yeah. You'll, you'll have your support all throughout the fall to really integrate into that. Exactly. And you just know your plan. You're not like September going, shoot, I didn't budget for this. It's like, okay, I can do this. I can make it happen and at a better price. Okay. So we're going to put that information below for Soul Led Life, where you hopefully you have a link ready soon that I can grab from you. And we'll put that all below so everybody can tag along. I want to go back to one more second, your guides, because a question popped up. When you said again that you had that guide group and you went to it during like a tumultuous time of your life, I'm still uncertain. Are these physical people like a group or no? This is just like the channel that you entered and found yourself in. Like, so I don't mean to say is it real or not, but like, I don't know. I mean, it might not be real, but does, you know, we might all be crazy. Right. But that's the kind of the fun of life is like, what are we doing? Like, what roles really exist, but um, they do not exist on the earth plane. Got it. Okay. I thought this was, because I thought it was like associated maybe with your religion, the way you had said it. No, this is just a place that you entered and found your guide group and you've been meeting with them since then. Yeah. So I find most people that are in my realm, most probably people that listen to you, if I'm speaking for you and um, probably the people in your frequency, because we exist in the same frequency space. Most of us reside outside of the human experience in the sixth and seventh dimension. And so we're all kind of just like neighbors in it. Now you can probably meet somebody on this earth that you're like, whoa, I don't get it. I don't get, it. I can't connect. Um, you know, they're probably not in your soul group. Then you meet, you know, and there's nothing wrong with all these levels of energy. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, we don't judge a third grader for not knowing high school algebra. We don't, you know, I'm, I'm probably the third grader, by the way. So, you know, it's like, again, like, you know, nobody knows anything. And it's just one of those things of this is the best way they explain it. The best way to describe what happens beyond this life. We have a very rich, full life beyond this life. Mm. And so while you're here to really own it and live it to the fullest, because it's a very special moment. I have these two best friends. Um, they're newish friends and they're, they're mom friends. And I call them my, we have like a group chat on text messages. And I named it alternate universe besties because it's really strange, but I feel like they live in an alternate universe and I love the universe that they bring me into. What do you think is going on there? Like, do they, are they in a different frequency than me? Roll with me on this. Yeah. You naming it alternate universe. Yeah. yeah. Literally are naming the truth. Anything we do is true. Does that make sense? And if you don't like your truth, you've got to switch it. So that is true. There are your alternate universe friends. So probably 
you know, from an alternate universe is usually they reside in a different frequency. They're channeling in from a different place, mm-hmm. but you're like, Ooh, I like, you know, it's like meeting a friend from a visa. You're like, let's buy. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's not <laughs> like there's similarities. There's nothing, you know, if you really believe we're all one beyond every dimension, it's all good. And yeah, so they're just, they're just your girls from alternate universe and it's fun. It's invigorating. It's chemistry. And just like when you bake a cake, how some chemistry totally like flows and some is like that falls flat. Mm-hmm. It's like when the chemistry is there, mm. it's like live in it and enjoy it. Yes. And it's fun. It's spicy. And I love finding like different yeah. people. And I feel like they've brought me to a different dimension, but I have to stay with them to get to that dimension without them. I can't access it. Yeah. Oh, and this is something in the course too, you learn because some of us are portals. Some of us are grounding stations. Some of us are nucleuses. Like we're all, you know, archetypes. And this is like more of a psychology thing of understanding archetypes, but we have energetic archetypes too. So learning, you know, what your archetype actually is. And then you're like, oh, I know you're probably like an explorer where you're like, ooh, send me on your rocket ship, girls, yeah. you know, like, let's go. It's fun to be anywhere yeah. besides what you know. You know, yeah, it's exactly. Really cool. So, um, so you're gonna so, yeah. you're gonna be teaching some of that in your course too. Some of the archetype, psychological archetypes yeah, of energy. You know, we go through a whole test on learning yours. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So you're interacting with it to basically understand mm-hmm. what your energetic archetype is. Well, this course is going to be such a huge success, and I'm so excited to see you step up outside of doing one to ones because you've got yeah. such a gift to this world. And like I've said, you've helped me in my least clear moments find clarity. And looking back, it's even more like, wow, she was spot on. There's so much more in there that I didn't read from our session two years ago. That's a little bit more private, but like you've got the gifts and you're using them and you're in purpose and it's so inspiring. And you're also an alternate universe friend. Like you and I are not from the same place, but when I'm with you, I'm like holding on for the ride, going for it, you know, and it's fun. And when I'm in your energy, I'm like, I feel like smart and cool. <laughs> cool, I am not. You're not smart. I don't know. No standards. You're the cool girl. You're the coolest. <laughs> oh, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm being very genuine when I say that. Thank you. It's hard for me to receive that for some oh, reason. Special, like a part of something good. If a part of something good when I'm in your energy. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for living your truthiest life and helping all yes. of us live our truthiest life. I think we all leave here feeling like a little bit more brave to be our true selves. Like, cause you did that today. Thank you. Truthiest. I love it. Yes. Amazing girl. Well, so good to see you. So good to thank see you. you. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. right.